Hello, hello, and welcome back to Lola Pops Off About Dramas with your host, Lola. Welcome, welcome back, everyone, to another episode. And as you can see by today's title, I will be giving you my final thoughts on the kidnapping day. So we will be going into a what went down episode. So I have to say, previously, I did give my quick midpoint thoughts on this drama and a ramblings and musings episode, but I knew even then when I was talking about this drama that I would need to come back around and give my final thoughts on it. Um, and so that's what we're here to do today is for me to actually just kind of go through my overall kind of thoughts on this drama. And then before I get into those thoughts, of course, I'm probably just going to refresh your memory about the what the drama is even about, <laughs> what the drama even is, because I feel like this is one of the under most underrated K-dramas of 2023 right now. And so I'll kind of give you a quick refresher on that. But then I'll also want to go over my kind of midpoint thoughts so that that can kind of lead into my final thoughts on the kidnapping day. So let's go. Let's go. So just to refresh your memory, this drama is about a character named Kim Young Joon, played by Yoon Kang Song. And he is this poor guy who unfortunately really, really needs money for his sick daughter's um, operation. And his ex-wife kind of makes, you know, returns back into his life and his daughter's life to proposition him to actually um, kidnap a young girl from a very rich family so that he can hold her for ransom. And then that's how he can get the money for their sick daughter's operation. He is very kind of, you know, clumsy and doesn't even really want to do this. He's, like I said, this just really poor guy, really sweet guy. And he agrees to do this because he is that desperate for, you know, saving his daughter's life. So he goes through the night or the day of kidnapping this girl. And at the moment of trying to kidnap her, he's chickening out, but he ends up running into the girl anyway. And at that point she is unconscious. And when she wakes, she has completely lost her memory. And because he doesn't really know how to handle the situation, he lets her know or tells her that he is her father and he doesn't understand why she does. she's lost her memory and he's basically pretending to be her dad. And we find out really quickly about this young girl. Her name is Che Rohi, played by the magnificent Yuna. She actually is a child genius. So, you know, when she wakes up in this poor man's home and everything around her just seems so unfitting and unfamiliar to her, um, eventually, very, not eventually, quickly, they um, kind of, it is discovered or she figures out that he is not her father and that she has been kidnapped by this man. But again, this man is doing nothing but taking care of her and um, being super kind and sweet to her. And when he is regretting the whole thing and he wants to basically turn things around because, you know, return her basically to her um, parents, he finds out that they have been brutally murdered. And of course, she went missing the same night this murder happened. So she does not remember anything, but it's obvious that maybe she was there and aware of the murder. And it's just, you know, that's maybe the tie to her memory loss. And we also find out that there are people who are after this young girl because of her child genius abilities because she has been an experiment her entire life and 
has been manufactured to be this child genius. And so now after he kidnaps her and finds out she doesn't have a family to return to and he's getting tied to this murder of her family, they go on the run together. And she's basically in a situation where he starts to protect her and more as a you know person of who can take care of her as opposed to a kidnapper and the police on the case are trying to figure out their dynamic and you know chaos and the thriller crime murder mystery drama ensues so that is kind of a quick synopsis right off the top of my head of the kidnapping day and i am not gonna sell you off of the synopsis because you know i it's not necessary <laughs> i'm gonna talk in general about this entire drama and maybe some of those things can sell you sell it on you and sell this drama to you but i will say that i i i'm not even i haven't even started to wax poetic about this drama so bear with me because i think that's gonna be up ahead <laughs> <laughs> me waxing poetic. So let me actually, now that I've given you, you know, a reminder of this entire story, let me give you a reminder of what I said about this drama in my midpoint thoughts of it. So I originally mentioned how I started watching this drama in the first place. Um, how I kind of like started episode one and then was immediately, you know, intrigued. But then I saw that it was going to deal with the illness of a young child and I immediately stopped watching. I know, right? Like what? That's the kind of watcher I am when it comes to stories about illness. So that was to me, I was not at all prepared to watch something like that. So I did not even make it through halfway in that first episode before I completely just kind of like signed out. I was like, nope, I'm done. But for some reason, this drama was actually the one drama this year, I believe, I ended up watching the trailer of it. And again, don't ask me how I ended up watching the trailer, but I knew while I was watching that trailer that I loved the overall setup. And I knew that it was going to be one that I, I really, really loved. And, I, and so I, you know, I love the found family trope. It's one of my faves. There's also this kind of pretending to be someone you're, 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 you know, you're not like the mistaken identity, her pretending to, you know, him pretending to be her father and all of that. So I was like, oh man, this is, it has so many other things I really love about this, even though it's dealing with this aspect and it may be really sad, but I, I, but I, something about it told me that I really wanted to watch this drama. So I waited a couple episodes. I let it air maybe the first four episodes or so. Maybe it was on the fifth. Um, and then I tried to watch it again. And boy, was I glad that I did that. Boy, was I glad that I did that. Um, though the other thing I mentioned in my midpoint thoughts of this drama was the fact that it's also, you know, based off of a novel and how that really showed up in this drama adaptation. The writing was some of the cleanest you will see this year in K-drama. And by that, I just mean there was a clear beginning, middle, and ending, okay? <laughs> it was so clear where the story wanted to go with itself. It, you knew kind of, or the story knew what pieces it wanted to unveil and when or where it wanted to unveil those things. And it was, to me, just another example this year of a drama having a story from a novel that it's already well-written and detailed. So that that should be, you know, the perfect blueprint for a drama. And all the drama really needs to do is 
execute the story in that novel. And I believe The Kidnapping Day is an excellent example of that. I have not read the original story, the novel itself, but boy, oh boy, if this writing of the drama is anything to go by, then I can't can't see the drama itself, I mean, the novel itself being just as beautifully and perfectly written. So just standout example of this. If you ever want to watch an adaptation, I I mean, to me, what I think is probably amazing adaptation or a drama that being based off of a novel, which is different than a webtoon, guys, which I... You know, and this is what's funny to me. I feel like more and more we're getting more more dramas that are based off of our adaptations of mostly webtoons. But I can definitely see the distinction between the dramas that are based off of novels and dramas that are based off of webtoons. I'm, I'm more and more beginning to see the distinction. I think this year has really showcased that for me because there's another drama or one like a drama this year that I talked about being based off a novel. Maybe there's another one that I did talk and, and I just I just know those stories to me seem so much cleaner and and more just like clear cut. You know what's gonna happen. Or you not even know what you have and you just feel like the drama knows itself really well. Or cause they know the story already, right? But something with the webtoons, I feel like there is this this weirdness to it that I think with a story like a webtoon where it is kind of episodic and it doesn't feel sometimes as a complete story I think the the writers are kind of developing it over you know months and years that it could be lost in the sauce along the way and then it wraps up at the end you're like okay now I figured it out and I feel like sometimes the webtoons can come off that way and then it also comes off that way in the drama adaptation but I feel like with a novel I mean you gotta all you know you gotta get this story from this page to this page with no pretty pictures and and illustrations and you gotta still kind of provide this visual and this imagery and I feel like that's something you can trust the novel's gonna do really well. And so to me, it just makes sense when they adapt these novel that it's going to be as as kind of beautifully done as the story on the page is. But again, I digress. Sorry, that was such a ramble. My bad there. Um, but I would also say something else that I mentioned in my midpoint thoughts that this, you know, that I brought forth about this drama and it was the performances. <laughs> okay, the performances. And I'm and I'm and I mean this when I say this. Award-winning performances in this drama. I honestly believe that there are performances in this drama that should be nominated but then also win <laughs> awards, okay? I I mean, Yuna, our young Actress Yuna as Arche Rohi was superb, stand out. One of the best performances I've watched in K-drama this year. And I said this, I believe, in my midpoint thoughts of this drama, her performance alone is enough to watch this drama. Like, I don't care what the story is actually about. I don't care if it's good or bad, if it's something that you're interested in or not interested in. If you want to be captivated by a performance that has such subtlety to it, oh my gosh, uh, but so much range at the same time, this performance is enough to enjoy this drama. And I stand by that and I'm going to stand on that. She was amazing in this drama. But then there's also our lovely Yoon um, Kae-sung 
who I just adore. And he's what was what actually one of my main motivators for watching this drama. I've always enjoyed dramas with him in it. Um, and I've always enjoyed his performances. I will say that this performance to me isn't completely different for him. I feel like he does play this kind of like clumsy, goofy, um, you know, um, you know, kind of subtle, gentle, warm character very well. And I've seen him do it before, but I really did enjoy it, uh, especially in this, in this role, um, in this performance. And then there's also um, the actress Kim Shin Roy, who is just amazing. Um, whenever you see her, she's amazing. And in this role, she has to play this kind of like overgrown little girl character and she plays it with such finesse um and i'm just mentioning those three but that just scratches the surfaces of really the performance in this drama i feel like every character and their um actor were just just they just they just shined on the screen i feel like some of even the minor characters their performances were so well done, you know, like they stood up against their characters, which were also well written. So it just was a perfect match with great, great written characters and then these wonderful actors and their performances to match. So even your your minor characters, when they were on screen for whatever time they were on screen, they showed up as well. So just, I can't praise the performances enough in this drama. And I'm, like I said, as much as our, you know, our leads were, amazing and should be winning awards for the performances our minor characters also shined shine 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 now that i've kind of refreshed your memory on my midpoint thoughts of this drama i want to kind of just go and, and start from the beginning um so that I can kind of go through the journey of how much I enjoyed this drama, if you can't already tell. So I, I, and I say like journey because I don't want to go into extreme details of the major happenings in the drama because I, I want to use this as a, a platform for people to possibly be convinced to watch this drama, not necessarily for people who've already enjoyed it and watched it, but so I won't go into major plot happenings, but I do want to kind of journey through kind of like the beginning, middle and end of this drama for me and how I was kind of appreciating it throughout those moments. And so to start off, I want to talk about the first episode, because again, this was an episode that I kind of chopped off. I like got in there and was immediately like, oh, I'm turning away and it took me some time. So like I said, some weeks before I came back to it. And when I came back to that first episode and I actually finished it, you know, beginning to end, I was in awe. I was in awe. And the reason why I was in awe was because this was a perfect example of an episode for a crime thriller murder mystery drama where you are thrown into the the major action of the story without feeling like you're missing something like you came in at a point where you were supposed to know everything that happened before and you're like wait what where what what am i happening what's happening um and i'm and I'm, pre- I'm mentioning that because i feel like this year with the onset of netflix dropping um 20 episode dramas but not dropping 20 episode dramas and cutting them down to nine episodes i keep having this feeling of them throwing us into the action of a drama without all this other background that 
we, I think, should know because the drama did give it to us, right? We just got thrown into the middle because they chopped the drama in half. But in this case, this is an example of, this is a 12 episode drama and it used its first episode, as I'm assuming, of course, it's the beginning of the novel itself, as a way to throw us into this major happening, this major moment, the day of kidnapping. It's literally called the kidnapping day. Um, And then we progress throughout the drama to learn about all the happenings that happened before that kidnapping day and then all of the things that happened after that kidnapping day. And the way that they set that first episode up, it was so captivating. It was so intriguing and it made you want to, again, know what else they were going to let us know about this kidnapping day, the things that surrounded it beginning and end. Um, And I just was so, so captivated by the end of that first episode. But what I will say is that that was a recurring theme throughout the drama where I felt like every episode, episodes one through 12, were all had you feeling the same by the end of them, where they felt very clean, very clear cut, focused. They were thrilling. They kept you entertained. And and that was with entertainment of all kinds of things where you were, you know, if it was laughter, you were laughing at points. There was intrigue because there was this mystery and there's this, you know, things we're trying to solve. Um, There were these heartfelt moving moments. And then there was just these amazing on-screen performances that you were also absolutely captivated and, and, and entertained by. So it's just so many things in each episode, again, one through 12, I'm not exaggerating, episodes one through 12, where you felt like that was so good <laughs> by the end of it. You couldn't help but feel that way. And again, I'm mentioning them, mentioning this because in comparison to a lot of dramas these days, I feel like more and more I'm getting, I'm not able to say that where every episode does not, where every episode does not feel like it's so meaningful and purposeful to the story at large. And that every moment of that episode, I'm intrigued and interested and I'm, I'm and I at the edge of my seat. I can't get enough of it. I can't say that about every, like a lot of dramas these days. I can say there's a lot of filler episodes. There's a lot of filler scenes. Things just don't seem to fit. Things just seem to be thrown in there just because. And sometimes as much as you can like a drama and appreciate the overall, you know, drama, I can't say that every episode was a good episode. (laughs) I'm just going to be honest. But in this case, I can say without a doubt, episodes one through 12 of the kidnapping day, every episode was amazing. Amazing. I was never not thoroughly entertained. And like I said, because there's just so many things that they threw at me that I could be um, entertained by. And I was so grateful for that from a drama. Cause again, I can't say that about a lot of dramas this, this year. Um, there's definitely some dramas where you can just chuck a couple episodes and throw those away. <laughs> um, and I'm not going to say that that has to do with like this, the amount of episodes in this drama, as far as like, always oh, a 12 episode drama. So that's why they were able to keep it. I'm like, no, even with eight episode, 12 episode dramas, nine episode dramas, there's still moments where I'm like, you know what? That was a complete waste of our time. Um, so 
yeah, I just feel like this was a special drama. <laughs> so that's why they were able to do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so now kind of moving past this kind of beginning or opening of the, the drama, I want to move into just like the story itself, this mystery and this, the, the characters themselves and the arcs of these characters and how well done they are. Um, because a big part of the story, again, like I said, it's like a crime, thriller, murder, mystery, all wrapped up into one. Um, and it's a story about family as well. So you have this um, moment where you have to value the characters as individuals so that you can value their kind of bonding throughout the drama. And I love that. Um, but like I said, there's this mystery at the beginning. There's this murder mystery, um, which is a very graphic and brutal murder, might I add. I'd, and I mentioned this in my midpoint thoughts where I was like, whoa, that kind of took me by surprise how gruesome <laughs> the murder was. But um, as far as like this mystery and, and kind of how every element of the story, there's always a mystery, a brewing. And there seems to be this larger mystery. And then there's like these little mysteries throughout that we get to experience and get immediate kind of like um, satisfaction from figuring out those little mysteries, right? So that when the whole overarching mystery is slowly being unveiled, you're not getting bored and not feeling satisfaction from um, kind of getting reveals of the, of the mysteries. And I love that. And I love, and I feel like that's missing with a lot of these murder mystery style um, dramas these days as well. Like it's just not, um, I feel like they drag things. They just keep dragging them out. <laughs> Um, and when I say little mysteries throughout the story or the drama itself, I think like, for example, in the very beginning, there is this little mystery around Myung Joon's wife or kind of like ex-wife situation. And she's just a voice on the phone for us. We know she has a lot to do with the planning and this process of kidnapping um, Che Ro Hee, but we don't get to meet her just yet, right? We kind of just get to hear her, 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 her how she's talking to Myung Joon. We get to hear, you know, what she's, advising him to do or not to do and you don't get to see her but there's some there's this mystery around this person who seems to be controlling things right but yet we haven't actually met her and when I say and when I say that's what I enjoyed about this drama are these moments of like these minor minor mysteries that we are kind of getting and then we get actual reveals from um it's so satisfying because is so satisfying because she is a character that we learn about or we start to learn things about little by little in the beginning um, before we even meet her, right? So I felt like by the time she came on the scene and we were actually engaging with her character on screen, I felt like she had so much depth and, and buildup already. And that to me is masterful. And I'm going to say it's masterful because I think a lot of times people don't understand that there are so many ways to build character. And then this could be another example of why this adaptation from novel to drama, um, how it utilized some of those, those elements of novel writing where you have to show this character. You cannot just write on the page, she is um, selfish. You know, you have to show on the page the way that she's she's selfish and they come to life so by the time you kind of get to the the ending of the story you feel like you've built all these little things and little notes about this one character these details about this one character and i feel like this drama did that um with this kind of mystery 
wife character where we didn't really know what their standings were, what their relationship was. We started to know a lot about her personality before we had even met her. And it was just beautifully done, wonderfully done. And again, rare, (laughs) rare that you see this type of character development and building and a drama. But again, like I said, it tied to this idea that we were given these little moments of mystery around characters and their motivations, but then also there's larger murder mystery of like who did it, you know, a who done it situation. And it was so satisfi- satisfying to get some reveals and kind of feel like we were making progress in the mysteries because we were getting these minor mystery reveals. Um, And so now moving on to like the midpoint of the drama, which I did actually talk about in my midpoint, um, it was the fact again that these reveals were happening and that our police officers that were on the case were following leads and figuring things out. Like, I think that I'm, I'm highlighting a lot of things I think about this drama and I'm highlighting them because it's in comparison to a lot of dramas that I've watched this this year alone. And I'm and I know that's not the nicest thing to do. <laughs> and it's probably not the wisest thing to do when talking about an amazing drama. But it is to me what made this drama stand out to me while I was watching it and watching maybe, you know, 10 other dramas at the same time. So for me to have pulled from this drama all these things that these other dramas I was watching was not doing. I can't help but mention that. And this was another one of those where you have a murder mystery. So usually when a crime drama, there's a whole police officer situation involved. And in this case, I felt like that no point did you feel like they were just kind of dragging out the story or the plot for, you know, to, to keep, you know, hold your anticipation and, and keep you like, okay, just, just you wait, we're going to reveal it. And then you don't get any reveal until the final two episodes. Right. And I felt like this drama did not do that at all. And I appreciated that our police officers felt competent, like they were making strides in their case. And again, I'm saying this like, duh, but I'm like, no, it's not duh. I've watched so many dramas this year alone that are murder mystery-esque and they will keep every detail from us until the final scene. And it's like, really guys, this was so tedious. This was so, this was so draggy watching this murder mystery play out because you didn't give us anything the entire time. And I think that's important for this type of drama. Um, and it felt like one, if one thing, you know, was revealed in this drama, we got to like sit in it, you know, like we got to like have the characters follow up and follow through with that reveal. And then after that, we would just be led to a new lead. You know, our police officers would get to get a new lead and then it would lead to a new mystery that we're trying to unveil. And while that was underway, you know, it, we would, we was like, we would see as that was underway how it would be later revealed. And it was just like, uh, it was just so satisfying. It was just so satisfying. Nothing held onto itself for too long and made you just impatiently wait for answers. I feel like right at the moment when you're like, okay, we gotta, we gotta figure something out, we would get that. It knew exactly, like the timing of this drama, the pacing of this drama was spot on. It never let us sit and one mystery for too long. Even our overarching murder mystery, they gave us a reveal. And even if that reveal wasn't the truth, 
it was still a reveal. And then we would learn that it wasn't the truth. And then we would find another lead that leads us to the actual truth. You know, it was just so much fun. It was so much fun. I mean, how actual murder mystery, crime, thriller drama should really play out. I'm sorry. It just, it just is. It just, it, this drama is an amazing example of that. Um, and then the story, of course, moving past the midpoint, we get to the kind of climax, the crescendo of all the, the moments in this drama. And it was so exciting. Um, and it was so exciting because it just had all the emotions in the world <laughs> being shown on screen. And I think being pulled from me, the audience, I felt like everything that this drama built up to, this climax, this moment of like, oh my goodness, it was it was covered and all of our our emotions that we had already kind of been tied to with these characters and and following them and and trusting them and wanting the best for them we were really getting the opportunity to grow and and bond with these characters just as they were bonding with each other and so when we get to that moment an actual real climax of a story you feel it, you know, you actually are like thrown into it and you feel your heart and your gut wrenching. And it's just, that's a climax of a story, right? Like it does not rely on just like a lot of all of these, these major reveals happening at once to be the crescendo effect. No, it relied on you, the audience, being so connected to these characters and you finally seeing this moment that's completely breaking them down um, and making them feel all these things. It was just so wonderful to watch. And I keep saying the same thing over again and I keep sounding like a broken record by, because I don't even know how else to say beautiful and wonderfully done. It, I mean, that's it. <laughs> I don't have anything else to say, right? The episode can be done with that right there. Beautifully and wonderfully done. That is what went down in the kidnapping day. Those are my final thoughts. Like, it's just so good. And I think that after that climax, you get right to the ending and the ending is quite simple, which sounds weird, but like the story in the most of the story is technically simple. Um, so even while you're going through these twists and turns, you're not twists and turns to completely throw you off a cliff. You know, these are twists and turns to get you to that ending destination of the story. And that's what a good murder, mystery, thriller, crime, drama should do. It should never be taking you off the cliff and then diving down, you know, in the ocean to get you from the ocean and put you back on top of the cliff then just to push you back off again. Like that to me is not necessary <laughs> if the story is well written. You don't need to do all that. All these tricks and 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 stuff to get get you, you know, like keep you excited on your toes. Like you shouldn't have to do all that, right? And I feel like when we get to that ending and with its simplicity, it's so satisfactory. Like it's so satisfying to watch. And it's a realistic reveal of like what could only come from a kidnapper and his kidnap, right? It, it, it comes in circles back around to the origin of this story, which is about this kidnapping day. And it's again, realistic. And, and it's not a realism that, um, you know, bores or anything like that. Or to me, like I said, it does not, it's not dissatisfying to me. It's actually quite satisfying. And so just, can I say it again? Beautifully and wonderfully done. <laughs> so that is to me, 
kind of my journey, right? That was my journey into the, watching this drama and how it went um, and how the story played out for me. But now I want to kind of pull back and go, well, not pull back. I'm going to go back and go over a little bit about our characters again, because those are my favorite elements of a story are some beautifully, wonderfully done characters. And so I want to talk about some of those. Um, I want to start, of course, with our main character, Chero He. And yeah, let me talk about her because I, I did mention this in my midpoints about how amazing her character was. And I didn't go into details there, but kind of want to do that right now. Um, so Rohi, she is a child. <laughs> first things first. She is a child. And I'm pointing this out at the beginning because I believe this is a drama that wants to position what it means to be a child and what it means to be an adult that is supposed to take care of children. And this young girl genius, Royhi, she has never lived a free, fun, joyful, you know, childhood. She instead has been plagued with being an experiment since birth. And she is consistently receiving these invasive procedures on her brain to help her become that much more of a genius as her you know, years go on. And in this case with Rohi, with great knowledge comes a prison. Um, she is consumed with studying um, and also of knowing way too much about the world than she should as a young girl, as a young child. And obviously, knowing all of this about the world, I think in any situation, be it a child or be it not, it does, unfortunately, kind of harden your heart and your spirit. And it causes you to be, I think, kind of frozen and cold. And it's, to me, a self-defense mechanism, as in you need to protect yourself from all these things that you can feel with knowing so much. And I feel like this is a character that is an example of that, of knowing way too much than she, sh- than sh- than she should, and in turn, having to protect herself by being a little closed off and shut down. And... She also, at such a young age, is a victim of losing her parents. I'll bet not good parents, um, but it is for a very young age, you know, for a young girl, she experiences this huge loss. And this is a loss in the drama that she never is able to really, I think, feel or realize. And the one time we do get to see her experience a loss that actually her, they allow her to to process it. We get to see her actually process this this loss. She crumbles. She completely breaks down. And it could be that it's all connected, right? Her loss of her parents with this loss of, um, is, and I'm talking about the loss when she has to part ways from Young June, who is more, you know, like her father than her real one had ever been. So it was actually the first time we got to see her process a loss and I think it was compounded loss like her loss of her actual parents plus her having to part ways with Mung June at the end there I feel like all of that was just so good to see (laughs) I know that sounds horrible to say that about her but it's like you after you realize how 
how kind of blocked off this young girl was, it was refreshing to see her completely crumble and break down and be able to actually process something as, um, you know, tragic as parting from someone who has completely um, protected and cared for you. And and I also have to say that this Roiki character is such a caged bird character and it's so moving to watch after she's let out of that cage how much of a um you know eagle she actually is and how much else she has capacity for beyond just being this brilliant little girl and it's just lovely to see lovely to watch and my one of my favorite parts of this drama honestly um, so connecting to that, let's talk about Myung Joon, um, our other kind of main character here. Now, and like I just mentioned with Roy she is a child. Um, in this case, Myung Joon, he is an adult, right? Um, but he is the adult in the drama that is actually devalued by supposedly being not the brightest um, and simple-minded and gullible. And he also kind of gets reduced down to this with, to this bruteness um, because he has this strength and physicalness that he displays when he's trying to protect Rohi. And, um, and so I think that's interesting that he is the one adult that they kind of like present as this very, you know, not as adult-like because he's not as kind of put together, right? And honestly, they portray him as more child-like than Rohi ever really feels in the drama. But he's the one adult that actually identifies what, a, you know, he, to me, he tells us or he keeps telling others what a young child actually needs and what they really want, what they really desire. And he sees in Roihi and his daughter, two young children who aren't able to live a life of freedom, just existing and their kind of youthfulness. Both of his children... Uh, <sighs> said both of his children oh my gosh because yes both of his children <laughs> oh man i'm getting emotional but both of these girls are seemingly robbed of that right they're robbed of their youthfulness um and so he seems to value it even more and this importance of being a child wanting to fight you know for Roy's freedom as much as he's fighting for his sick daughter's survival it's to me as if he feels and knows that being young and being burdened with being, you know, an orphan or sick um, or in his case and, in, in you know, his ex-wife's case, poor, that strips away the innocence of a child um, or an innocence that a child should be able to live in. And it does seem to rob the young from being able to just live freely and unburdened. And so because I think he knows this, he seems to want to embody that innocence whenever he can. And so he ends up imparting that youthful spirit into our Roiki. And it is so beautiful to watch. And it makes him feel so much more like the best and most trustworthy and brightest and smartest adult in this drama. Um, and I just love that they put those two in opposition of each other and not even opposition in each other's spaces. This kind of, you know, man child who 
values being a child so much um, with this young girl who never got to experience being a real child. It's just a perfect match. It's a perfect match. <laughs> um, but yeah, let me go on to some minor characters. Not minor, still major, but the minor. Um, but let's talk about Heyloon, who is actually his ex-wife or wife. I, I, I don't even know if they are officially divorced on paper in this drama. I want to say that they're kind of like just, um, you know, they are no longer together, but they're technically still married on paper kind of situation. Um, but Heyoon, who is also an adult, <laughs> but she is an adult who seems to mimic this kind of young brat of a girl who hasn't gotten her way. And so she's kicking and screaming at the world. And for Mengjun and Heun, who are bo- both, you know, orphans, who are both orphans um, as young kids, it seems like Heun, unfortunately, had been has been parented or raised by the harsh realities of the world, while Myungjun had taken shelter under her and her and his daughter, um, until of course they both kind of end up hurting him in some way. Obviously he's hurting for his daughter, but he is hurt by Heun. And with Heun, she is also a victim of that same thing of carrying the weight of being an orphan, poor and sick, because she is also sick, we find out in this drama. She has been diagnosed with HIV as a young girl. Um, and so just, and then also she's been abandoned multiple times by those who have, you know, should be loving her unconditionally, i.e. a parent. And, and also she gets to experience being poor and then being in wealth to then being poor again. And so it just doesn't come as a surprise to us when we get to actually discover how how hurt and broken and, and selfish um, she really is and how much she is just also a little girl, you know, like I said, kicking and screaming. And she's have some very undealt with unhealed things that she still hasn't processed, thus leads her down her kind of path of destruction in this drama. And again, they do amazing at showcasing this. There at no point comes a point where you're confused about her motivations, where you don't even understand her. You may not feel sympathy for her um, in this drama, but you definitely understand her. And that to me is enough. Um, When you've built a character enough where I don't have to like them, but I can understand them. And I thought that was a job well done. A job well done with Heyoon. Um, and then just around this out, I want to mention um, one of our police officers, Song Eun, who, again, I'm, I'm breaking them down to like child and adult, um, who's just another adult here in a position or I guess actual career where he is to protect and serve, right? However, because of the corrupt ways of like the police force and just like politics, He has to fight against that um, to do what he actually is supposed to do, which is protect and serve. And to me, this is just another example of a character who, um, well, to me, it's just another example of the expectations of those in these type of roles or positions of power, like a parent, um, and then them being put in a position to decide 
if they want to live up to their role and their expectations, or will they defy them or ignore them? And luckily, our Sung Yoon character is one that pushes to live up to his expectations of protecting those who need protection. And again, I think the, the drama or the story itself wanted us to kind of consider this while looking at these different adult characters and the drama at those who, again, we're looking at actual children, but then we're looking at these adults who are supposed to be protecting children and what that really looks like. And those who decide not to do that, why do they do that? And the ones that actually say, no, I am going to do this. What do those characters look like? And Sang Yoon, to me, is a character that does that just like Myung Jun is. And I really, really appreciated that. I really appreciated that. I mean, I, it didn't go, it, it wasn't missed on me the way that this story set that up. And I just, again, have to sing its praises for bringing that out or bringing that to my attention. Um, and then I want to talk really quickly about some of the themes in the drama, of course, in the novel, I'm assuming as well. And the first one, of course, being family <laughs> and what it means to be family and just familial love. Because I think the way that this drama gives us these two strangers who are thrown together in a very, uh, you know, not so happy situation in that he's supposed to be a kidnapper and she's the kidnapped. You don't expect for family to ever be connected to that, right? And I mentioned this in my midpoint thoughts where with these types of stories where you have this like grown adult man, you know, on the run with this little girl, sometimes that does not translate well on screen. I, I, I've said this. Um, however, I definitely believe this drama and the story itself made a point to make sure to to set up this father-daughter relationship from the very beginning and that he literally pretends to be her father. And it show and it showcased throughout the entire drama these little moments of him fathering her and and protecting her as a father would. And so you can't help but to see them as family by the end of the drama. And again, the drama had to do that. They had to showcase that and they did. So well done. And it was so beautiful to watch. And again, I loved, I love that theme. I love found family. And this was a perfect example of that. So much so that we get to see their, the interactions between um, Young Jun's actual daughter, who's, you know, sick in the hospital, but ends up, you know, getting the treatment that she needs and all of that. And her connecting with our Rohi character, and them all kind of forming this this unit, this family unit. And I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, and then there's also the value. Well, to me, I think this was a theme. I, maybe I, I just made this up out of nowhere. But I also think there's like this theme of um, valuing um, genius or intellect and the curse of, the, of being a genius or of extreme intellect and how there is a you know blessing and a curse in a lot of ways and i think that we get to see that obviously with our rohi character we also get to see that with her father who is a genius so much so that he is this doctor who is able to go through these this experiment and these um, procedures creating a child genius right so there's the the kind of curse of that and that you become not even human to some degree that you view your own child as a test subject right and then you have this the the curse of the the genius again for Royke who's completely on the run because people want to capitalize on her and, and, and make money off of her um, and then you also have the 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 kind of value of it and 
obviously there are people in these higher positions who are valuing this genius. And one of them is our, um, one of our kind of minor characters who, again, so well drawn, so beautifully drawn, which is Dr. Uh, Mo or Dr. Um, Mo Eun-sun. She's played by um, So Jae-hee. And she is a mother of a young girl who um, isn't mentally um, developed at the level that she should be at her age. And so she is thoroughly invested in this 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 project of um, Rohi's father as an investor and really supporting it because she wants to use at some point this this procedure to help her daughter. And so she values this idea of intellect. She's a doctor herself, right? She values this and so much so that she wants to subject her own child to this. But at some point throughout the the drama itself, Roy, he kind of is, you know, a walking like warning sign to this woman where it's like, you sure you want this for your child? And she has to grapple with this um, as much as she values this this project and this, this idea that you can kind of um, create genius. Um, she also is looking at what it means to be a child. And no matter what the developmental stage of that child is, they should still be allowed to be themselves, right? And she has to kind of make a decision regarding her own daughter in this kind of situation. So love that theme. If that was a theme, I pulled it out. I loved it. Um, and then there's all obviously this idea of money and wealth and the extremes of having none and having too much of it. Because again, with our our doctor who is Roy's father, who, you know, is the one who's create, you know, passing down or who is perpetrating this experiment. Um, He is obviously um, um, wealthy, very wealthy. He comes from a family of wealth, um, but he also is, is, you know, looking to make more money. He, and, and that involves in this kind of, other set of folks and sing from Singapore and Singapore that are basically really trying to invest and capitalize off of this this kind of experiment of Roihi. But that is the extreme of having all this money, right? Like you can really do sell your soul, you know, do unthinkable things just for the sake of this. Um, like this mad genius kind of thing, but also you put in money in there and it's just like a, a recipe for disaster. But then also the extremes of not having money. And that obviously, again, is tied to our Myungjun character and his wife, Heun, and how they grew up this way without money. And for Heun, this is her extreme like her exact motivation for a lot of the things that she does in this drama is money and wealth and again it's this unhealed little girl in her who it's like if I only had that I wouldn't have to have experienced all the horrible things that I experienced in my life and so to her money just seems to be the answer obtaining it by any means necessary seems to be the answer and that obviously comes from this extreme of never having it right or having a taste of it because she did have a taste of it only to lose it again um and then same thing with Myungjun and the fact that his sick daughter is in the hospital, unable to get a procedure. And that leads him to do something as extreme as kidnapping another little girl, right? Um, where you're like, you're trying to save your little girl, but then you're kidnapping someone else's, you know, it just doesn't make sense, right? So all of that to me was just... Um, 
so well crafted and developed in this story. And I was, it was so clear for me to see the themes in this story. And I, again, appreciated it all (laughs) because I think they didn't just throw out, oh, this is a story about love. Oh, this is a story about families. Oh, this is a story about money. They didn't just throw it out there. They actually threw it out there and then went episode by episode and picked at each of those. And so at no point did I feel like any of those themes were underdeveloped as well. So just yet another highlight of this amazing, amazing drama. Um, And then just to kind of close this out, I want to talk just finally about the role of kidnapping and how it's actually defined in this story. Um, for, For our story here in this drama, we do not allow for a kidnapper to go unpunished. Spoiler alert here, we do not allow for a kidnapper to go unpunished. As much as we love Meng Jun um, and understood his situation and how he ended up kidnapping Roy He, we are not allowed to see him go unpunished. And we are never not reminded that he did kidnap this little girl. However, as we see and Rohi even mentions in this drama towards the end there um, that for once in her life, well, <laughs> well, actually, she mentions that the act of being kidnapped by Young Jun was actually the only time she has ever felt free, where she hasn't felt imprisoned. Um, and she felt like she was actually able, able to be a child um, and that that's how it should have always been right? And so the drama then has this question or sit with this thought at the end that the kidnapping of this kid suddenly appears to be more of an adoption, right? More of a welcoming of this young girl into a real actual family. And it's a real family, as in Youngjun, that has actively shown time and time again, every episode from episode one, how much he would care for her and how much he does care for her. And to me, ending the drama on such a note like that was, was I don't even know what to say. It was just the best part of this drama that for you to come all the way through to this drama where it's like, it starts with the it's titled The Kidnapping Day. The novel I believe is called The Day of Kidnapping. So it's all around this notion of the act of kidnapping. And yet we at no point um, ever feel like Rohi is kidnapped by him. As much as the drama doesn't let us not forget that he technically, you know, did do the act of kidnapping. But for Rohi, this man saved her life. He never at any point for her was a kidnapper. And I love that the drama made us kind of wrestle with that and at the end make us kind of sit back and say, you know what? I'm glad that she was able to find him despite it being in a situation that doesn't seem like it should have been in, right? And just, uh, I love when stories make you kind of just like, it just, you know, you're like, what? Why am I okay with, why am I so, but it's like, he's still kidnapping and he's still a kidnapper. And thus we see him punished for this. We also get to see what it will look like once he he leaves this punishment um, and what that means for Rohi as well. 
Um, so yeah, and, and one final thing about the ending of this drama, there is a cameo with Kang Ha Nul at the end. And when I tell you, it was so great to see him. He looks so good. He had his long hair. I was like, oh my gosh, it's, it's Hanul. You know how much I love Hanul. You know, I, I watch anything he's in despite what it's about. I ne- I always, always, always check him out. And I complain about the fact that I love him so much that I sat through the, the drama last year. Or was it the year before? It called Insider. And tell me why the kidnapping day did right by me by not only giving me a cameo of Kang Hanul, but giving me a cameo in a drama where there is a reunion of my bromance from the insider drama with Kang Young Suk, who, if you have watched Insider, which many people did not, <laughs> um, there is this like great bromance scenario with um, Kang Hang Nul's character and Kang Young Suk's character and Insider, and it's just so good. And so it was so cool to see them again, like interacting right at the end and I just I was like oh I loved it and it was like um in a not so good way um but it was still really cool to see them in another drama together because I, I really did they were the best part about Insider when they were together um so yeah either way okay guys I think that's it I think I can wrap up my um you know final thoughts on the kidnapping day with just simply saying that I loved this drama it's one of my favorite dramas of all time um i will put it on my list of top 200 dramas of all time (laughs) um and i have to say right now it's probably i want to say it's like my favorite drama of the year i know i i know i know i'm gonna revisit that of course at the end of the year i'm gonna go over all that stuff but as the way i feel this drama just was so perfectly constructed and how I can, like I said, every episode was just amazing. I, it's going to be hard to say that this isn't the best drama of the year for me. It just was too well done. <laughs> it was just too well done for it not to be amazing. And it just had so many different things to it that could have thrown it away, thrown it awry. You know, it went awry. There's too many things that could have totally made it go left. And yet it still was able to realize itself all the way from beginning to end. So standout drama highly recommended to anyone everyone like I said if you don't care about this plot you don't care about this type of story or any of the tropes at least watch it for Yuna's performance that's enough okay all right guys that's it that's all for this episode I want to thank you so much for listening and whether you're listening in the morning or in the afternoon or in the evening I hope you have a great day so everyone it's been real Lola's off